It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. It's always great to have these folks in the studio. Scott Covington is with us today, the winemaker at Trioni Vineyards and Winery. And Denise Trioni, head of sales and marketing and owner of the great winery. Welcome back, both of you. Thank you. Great to see you. Great to be here. Our host today is Mr. Tom Simino. It's his turn once a month. Tommy? Hey, Jackson. What another beautiful day in paradise. Although I wish it was raining. (laughs) <laughs> is it cold enough in the studio for you? I can I can get it down enough. to 36 degrees. Most people, unlike Scott Covington, come into the studio. If they've been in before, they come in with parkas and hoodies and, and you know, fur coats because they know how cold it is in yeah. here. Try to keep that Chardonnay cold. That's why we do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Dan Berger, I, I think, is here. Where? <laughs> <laughs> and he brought a wine. Dan, what have you brought today from your cellar? 2008. Navarro Vineyards Muscat Blanc. Muscat's not supposed to age for 13 years, but this one got lost in the cellar. I found it the other day, and I thought, good idea to try it, and it's really tasty. It's delicious. I was surprised. Says you. Well, you, Let's see ahead. what Tom Simino says. Uh, it's a little long in the tooth. Yeah. And you might should have found it maybe a couple, three years sooner. I wasn't then. looking. <laughs> but you know, the nice thing about a wine like this, 2008, right? Yeah. I always say to my customers, go, well, when I'm going to have an old uh, wine, what should, I, what should I do? Should I be careful? And I always say, well, listen, have a backup. And we've got, what, five that Scott brought. Only, and then you five. can talk about what you were doing in 2008. And in 2008, that's the first year we uh, released the Chardonnay for Seminole Vineyards. And that so was I get a little the, plug in there. And it was the year of the Mendocino fires, and this wine didn't get yeah. fired fired at all. I mean, there was no, no smoke in this wine. It's delicious. I don't like it. You don't like it? I no. do. Well, there you go. So it's that side of the table versus this side of the table. <laughs> well, we got to dust it off. Yeah. It, it does taste Scott, okay. your thoughts. <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, this was the year that Trioni opened up. So oh, that was a wow. good thing. See, yeah, there so we I, go. I, I, I like having, having this wine here. It brings us back, you know. Yep, exactly. So thank you. Tom, talk about Muscat. I mean, Muscat, what's the it, deal it, with that deal? It's an aromatic wine. It's, it's one of those wines that when, it, when they're young, it kind of opens up your sniff portal. You know, because you can smell it right out of the glass. <laughs> Smells like gardenias. Mm-hmm. By the way, Sniff Portal appearing at Hot Monk Sebastopol <laughs> Friday night. That was good. <laughs> I got to do that for Dan every week. I'm, I'm reading ahead. this new book, uh, the, no, the Nose Dive, and it's, it's a classic. People should check that out if you're a little bit of a wine geek. But anyway, uh, Muscat is an aromatic white. Um, it, it sometimes is made in a real sweet. You can get a real late harvest muscat. Uh, this one is on the dry side. Navarro is known for making uh, um, these aromatic whites up there in Anderson Valley. And this one was probably a big medal winner. Dan, I know you judge up there. I've judged there a few times. Got a gold medal the year that it was released and, and continued to be tasty for several years after. But I forgot that I had this bottle. So there yeah, again, these are interesting wines, and you know, a little bit of history as you go back and uh, and and taste these things. And sometimes they're beautiful, and sometimes uh, not quite. Okay, more interesting than beautiful. Well, this side of the table isn't that impressed. The other side is. Really, Harry, I would think you would not. Uh... No, I this this has a nice, unique taste to it. You may call it long. 
in the tooth, but I find it delightful. Everything ages gracefully. Well, not everything. Well, but yeah. I, I, He's I, looking at Steve when he says Don't look that. at me. Yeah, please. Uh, Scott Covington, winemaker at Trioni Vineyards and Winery. Uh, Scott, give us your history again uh, and how you uh, became a winemaker. Oh, just lucky. I mean, honestly. Went to the JC here in Santa Rosa and uh, was lucky enough to transfer down to Fresno State. Got my degree, came back, worked with... Um, Got an opportunity to do an internship at Sonoma Couture with uh, wow. Bryce Jones, Bill Benetti, Terry Adams. So that was my where I cut my teeth. And so I've been in Sonoma County most of my career. Did a little work in Australia and uh, South Africa and New Zealand, but been most of my career here. And most of my career, actually, thanks to the Trioni family, has been at Trioni. So I've been there 16, I think 17 hours. Wow, it's so, been that long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, it's Good been it's been here, yeah. yeah. Been very and, fortunate. Denise Trioni, uh, you know, talk about iconic uh, the Trioni family, and uh, now three generations, decades of farming, uh, and again, uh, as it says on the website trioniwinery.com, dot com, um, deeply rooted here in Sonoma County. So, uh, give us the Trioni story. Well, the the Trioni story is a little long if I go all the way back to my grandfather. It's all right. We got all night. We got till six. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, you all have full glasses now, too. Um, my grandfather, Henry Trioni, uh, settled in Sonoma County after the war uh, in the late 40s. And uh, fast forward, um, you know, through many kind of uh, opportunities and entrepreneurial entrepreneurial endeavors. He uh, had opportunities in real estate development and had the foresight to get into vineyard development. And so in the 70s, uh, my family started developing and purchasing vineyards um, and eventually needed to find a home for all those grapes. At one point, we were the largest uh, landowner of acreage under vine and there weren't that many really big wineries at that time you know in the 70s so um purchased geyser peak winery which was summit brands a really big production facility and um through some fortuitous kind of turns of events and partnerships they ended up with a um, australian winemaking team they actually sold 50 percent of geyser peak to penfolds uh, acquired their australian winemaking team and a year later were were able to purchase that 50% back wholly and retain that winemaking. So uh, Geyser Peak went on to be successful, and we sold my family, my dad, my uncle, and my grandfather. So my dad is Mark Trioni, and my uncle's Vic, um, and sold Geyser Peak in 1998 and went back to growing grapes. And so that has always been the primary focus of not only our winemaking, but the winery. Um and after many years of not having a large winery, they thought, man, it would be fun to do something really small. Um, and I was interested, and I think that was compelling to them not to have to uh, take on the day-to-day operations of a winery, but be able to really some- start something um, small and intimate and really focused on what we think is the best of what we're already currently growing. And that's where Scott came in. So. You know, we really uh, sought Scott out because of his Russian River heavy um, resume. But, I mean, a lot of what we have is in Alexander Valley as well. And I think those wines, he's, I I brag about Scott all the time, but I think he is a very, very versatile winemaker. And, you know, it's not, 
he's not a, a specialist. He really lets the um, the vineyard shine, and that's always kind of the focus. Tom, yeah, you know when I when I first met Scott, he was working with Mary Edwards over at Pellegrini, right? And uh, so for me, when I first met him, he was kind of the the Pinot guy. And then when he started working at Trioni, um, for me, Trioni is always, because Geyser Peak to me was always Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys brought Daryl Groom and Mick Schroeder yeah. to, to Sonoma County. How wonderful is that? Yeah, Those two gentlemen, yeah. rock stars, mm-hmm. is right. And 1989. You, yeah. 1989. And That's your right. dad had the first box wine. Right? Or well, what was, you guys did. It was Summit, Summit, and they ended up eliminating that. I know, but um, it was, I had a box of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, Canyon Road is the winery that you guys own still, right? And then that's where Trioni is now. Yeah, and so when we, and when I say me, we, I, it's my dad, my uncle, and my grandfather, but when they sold Geyser Peak, they retained that property. So they leased it back to Geyser Peak to continue to operate Canyon Road out of there. And then we, you know, we had a contract not to compete. That came up. We started getting the bug for something small when we took that property back. For years, though, we had people coming in and saying, "Do you, do you have that winter chill white or that farmer's <laughs> red?" Yeah, yes. yeah. So we got to hear a lot of great stories about that old uh, Nerva winery, then Canyon those Road. Big jugs. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness, Dan. How do you lay down a box wine? <laughs> Upside down. Just In the garage. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, anyway, so you have a beautiful facility now because you tore down. You kept the old building, though, right? The old stone building, um, that that's still there. Um, and that's it's been renovated. It, we use it for events now, and it just it's gorgeous. Like, well, and Trioni is so well known for events and especially yeah. weddings. Although uh, in the last two years that has you know been altered because of the pandemic, I'm sure. Yeah, it it definitely has. But I think we've kind of taken the opportunity. You know, that property lends so well to outdoor tasting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got this incredible hospitality team, and they were able to really adapt. Um, we took the opportunity to. Um, redo all the landscaping update patio furniture we added a um we planted an olive uh orchard on the north side of the property nice and so it's been a really um i don't want to say an easy transition but it is you know that property it's got the bocce and the picnic areas and we have so much space to host people that although we aren't doing those big weddings and events anymore, we've adapted to a lot of more intimate experiences. We've got a bocce wine and cheese package that people can book that everybody's been loving that. Um, Appointment tastings, which, you know, we've got this kind of generation that's used to booking appointments and making reservations. And that's that's done really well, too, because it's allowed us to manage our staffing like everybody else. You know, it's lean. And... um, but really, that property up there is—it's beautiful, and we've got a lot of spaces that we can host people. And it's right off, right off of 101. Yep. You can't miss it. Easy to yep. find and, and a beautiful Lane. spot. Yeah. And what hours are you open for those appointments? Uh, we're right now. We are just Thursday through Sunday, and we're doing 11 to 4. But you know, because it's kind of an appointment system, we often, you know, if we've got wine club members wanting to come pick up wine, or they've got a, somebody coming in, you know, we've got trade people that want to come in on a Wednesday. We always, if we've got people there. We accommodate them. 
Dan, uh, thoughts on Trioni Winery? Well, it's right off the freeway, as Tom said. Um, it's spectacular in terms of the way they've laid it out, because I remember the old, old mm-hmm. stone building. Yeah. It was nothing. It was basically a shell. It's a bat and habitat. Full, full of bats. <laughs> yeah, full of bats. Great, great in the late afternoon. You could watch all the bats leave yeah. and eat up all the critters in the air. Uh, but as the family has taken over the property and really renovated it, it is spectacular. When you come in from the north and you start walking around that property, you realize this is a functioning winery, and it's not mm-hmm. just a shell. It's gorgeous, really beautiful. Yeah, and it's you know, and the nice thing is a lot of times when, when somebody's got the history and, and um, a beautiful facility like that, sometimes the wines are, are just okay, but at Trioni – the wines deliver as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a beautiful facility. It's available for the public to come and taste. And now we're starting to taste the wines. We've got yeah. a beautiful Chardonnay here. We do, but I want to say one thing about that stone building. It was built in 1908, so it is a historic building in Sonoma County. And it, it, it goes back to the days of, you know, it's a historic building. And it's a beautiful building to, to see, to be in. And it's, it's great to kind of make wine there and just to be in that because it takes you back to that time. Now, wasn't that a train station or something? No, no, no. Like it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the old Nervo winery. Right. And it was built in 1908 as a winery. So we right. actually took out the old tanks in there and made a lot of the furnishings in our taste room were made out of those old tank, the old redwood, redwood tanks. tanks. So our doors cool. and the interior. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a, really a part of. Sonoma County history. Wow. Right along the railroad. And yeah. the, the Nervo name was on it in 1986 when I moved here. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was no, no, still there's on no there. question. Mm-hmm. We actually took back our, our bonded winery number. That had a bonded winery number of 350, which is a low number. Yeah. And we were able to uh, to take that, that number back. So our bonded winery number is 350. What are we at? 17,000 now? Yes, yeah, exactly. Like when we started the winery, our original one was 15,000. 700 and something, but we were able to petition and get that number back because yeah, it was not in, in use anymore. So we, but we got to get back. And you know, family wineries are we're, we're losing family wineries as yeah. as people pass on and 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 some of the families don't want to continue and they get kind of gobbled up and lost into the conglomerates. And it's nice to know that the Trioni family is has done what you're doing there. It's fantastic and. And keep up the good work. And the the key to the property really is the fact that those vineyards are mature, but for a long period of time you never used those fruit, that that fruit Uh yourself, you sold it. And now that you've you've got your own property, you can use the fact that you've got mature vines. Well, and that's that's true for all the, you know, our vineyard sites is that, you know, Scott now... He's been with us long enough that even some of the stuff that, you know, were planted to his specifications are now mature vines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, you know, my husband is Chris Hicks, and he's our vineyard manager um, at Vimark Vineyards, which is the family vineyard company. And we essentially buy fruit from them. Um, but Scott gets to go, you know, row by row and vine by vine. He gets to um, be, you know, have some say in new plantings and um always the selections and um do you have your secret spots i would say (laughs) if if i could if we could number the rows and number the vines um i I could go back to them because we go back to them uh, except the the new plantings which are coming into uh, production and they've been in production like denise said so we've got uh pinot noir that some new plantings that we planted in 2008 We've got uh, some new cab in 
in Alexander Valley that we've planted that we're we're taking now. California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger's here, and it's Tom Simino's turn this week. Our guests are Scott Covington, winemaker at Trioni Vineyards and Winery, and Denise Trioni. And uh, before we move forward, let's talk about this uh, 2018 Shard that uh, Scott brought. Well, this one, uh, this is our 2018 Russian River Chardonnay. And I just want to read just a moment about the vintage summary that I wrote. And I said, the 2018 vintage will be one described by poets and songwriters. Nice. Um, (laughs) It was a season of dreams. And I think 2018 was that, honestly. This wine, to me, is just it's the perfect encapsulation of what Russian River Chardonnay can be. And so I'll leave it up to you to describe it. Besides that, uh, I, abs- I love this wine. It, it, I do too. I, I love it. You, you know yeah. the, uh, the the aromatics, and this wine got wonderful. this got a gold at gold the, the recent Cron, right? yeah Chronicle yeah. San Francisco Chronicle. So, so yeah, you know this is the, one of the reasons why Chardonnay is the most popular white wine in America because it's 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 clean, it's good, it's, it's good, it's really good. It's got it's like a little white peach, a little bit of tangerine, some citrus there in the mouth. It's creamy, but it's got a nice tartness. What what were we about three four Dan? Is that the, well? That's what the numbers say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to put I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Dan. But yeah, hey, you want to get esoteric on the radio? This is the <laughs> you know, we need to let people in on what goes on during the breaks. Or <laughs> anyway, uh, this is luscious wine that would go great with food or just as a wonderful sipper. A lot of times, Brenda and I'll sit on the deck and we'll just have a nice glass of Chardonnay and watch the sun go down. And this is the kind of wine that you could have that, or if you want to have it with a piece of salmon. It's it's yeah. young still for an 18. It's still got a, a lot of youth to it. And the nice thing about it is that the brightness and the aftertaste are citrusy, which is really important. Yeah. Russian River. Yeah. That's why Chardonnay does so well. Yeah. So true. And how much is this? $37 retail, and what I like so much about this wine is when I'm out, you know, in the market and tasting people on this wine, it really kind of um, plays on both sides of the fence. You know, the, the folks that are, um, it's got all the oak, it's barrel fermented, 100% malolactic fermentation. Scott can talk more about the winemaking, but it does have all of that toast in the barrel component on the nose. I get a lot of nutmeg out of it, which I love. But then it also has a nice clean finish, which ends up um, pairing very well with food. And, you know, those folks that say, I don't like oak, I like a stainless steel shard, and then they taste this and they're like, oh, but I really like this. And right. I think it's that clean finish um, that kind of, like I said, um, both sides of the Chardonnay fence really, really enjoy it. Yeah, it's really versatile. Are we yeah. going to taste the uh, the Chardonnay, though, first, before we go to the PR? Yeah, okay, the reserve, have, right? Yeah, could I have a little, just a little sure. splash of that? So as Scott's pouring around this uh, reserve Chardonnay, I'll kind of talk about how we came about this reserve program. And really it was um, it was something that had started like January of 2020. I just, I, you know, was talking with a few people and um, kind of realized that we needed to refocus our lens on the vineyards and just because we grow the grapes doesn't mean we need to make wine from it right and because we have so many wonderful varietals in the vineyards 
our, you know, basically our product line had gotten pretty broad. And then I was feeling like maybe we were losing a little bit of focus on what Scott truly does best and what we really think is, you know, the varietals and the clones and those specific vineyard sites that shine. And so we actually started pairing back um, and really focusing on, you know, what we feel like we do best. And out of that was born this reserve program. And, you know, we've had a really kind of creative couple of years with this, um, creating a new label um, that is still a Trioni label, but, you know, a little more specific with the selections. And honestly, this is, these are the winemaking techniques and the vineyard sites that Scott has really always done, but to isolate them and highlight them and be able to, you know, I, I put on the back label that it's, um, you know, the the elements of the art have always been there. We're just focusing the lens. And so that's what that reserve Chardonnay really is, is kind of really barrel selections, site selections, and, so and more clonal. specific. It's clonal. It's Is there more oak on this? It must be. It's clonal, and it's also barrel select. So it's it's everything. It's like like Denise said, it's it's focusing exactly what we want to do, and it's taking a little piece of that pie out of the, out of the the big picture, You're right? And, and, and it's so. And, and the nice thing is, it's so much different than the. The previous wine, yeah. and that's what it should be. If if you're looking for a reserve style, yeah. and you're looking for the more round, rich, creamy um, kind of um, what what some people don't like, but the majority of people in Chardonnay world just can't get their hands on enough of this. Being stuff. the leader of Chardonnay world, right? What do you think? I Jackson? love this. Yeah, this reserve <laughs> yeah, is right. uh, that creaminess. That creaminess, oh, is, man. Uh, and the mouthfeel. A lot of people. A lot of times, people don't think about texture in your mouth mm-hmm. and this has all that and the finish is on long and i can taste the honeysuckle and i'm tasting that wonderful oak character that's in there and it's it's beautiful it's and the, you're it's right the finish really, is very long and wonderful yeah, exactly. and now i'm it's very hungry what we can do i think yeah. that's the yeah. example yeah, very cool. And, and you're right. It's not like we just slapped an, a label on kind of what we're already doing. We really have, yeah. you know, this is this is by design. And uh, so is this the first that, one? Well, and we've got a, a Pinot and also a Cab that we're doing for our kind of first release. But we don't mm-hmm. know if it's not even labeled yet. We have not established so a release is, date. So it's a stay tuned wine. So here we are. We have breaking news tonight breaking on news. the drive. There you go, You guys Jackson. are tasting it first. We've been breaking news all day today. So <laughs> hairy thoughts on uh, this reserve Chardonnay. Well, I, I haven't been allowed to drink anything. Steve made it clear I was only supposed to drink the Muscat for the rest of the show. <laughs> Yeah, keep the wine away from Harry, will you? <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move quickly to the Pinot. And which vintage is this? This is 17? Uh, this is the 2017 Pinot, and this comes off wow. that same vineyard site. So we have a um, a large ranch in the Russian River Valley. It's on the corner of River Road and Slusser. If you drew a line between you know Martinelli and Sonoma Catrera, we're right there. And we've got Sauvignon Blanc Chard um, and Pinot on that property, also a little bit of Syrah. Um, But again, this is, um, Scott has played around with the clones over the years, and we have really fine-tuned this wine as well. There will be a reserve of this wine that is even more specific than this one. But this, um, this clonal selection of Pinot is, has evolved over the years, and I think 
Scott's fine-tuned it, and um, this is its sweet spot. For sure. We, we, uh, this is the blend of all the clones that we have on that ranch, mm-hmm. which are all the Dijon selections. And uh, <clears throat> it's got Pomard. It's got 115, 667, 777. So it's, it's really a blend of everything that we were growing on that ranch. A wonderful and, spicy character. Yeah. It's got some warm notes. Uh, and um, this is the one that got it. This got a gold medal, too, at, um, at the Chronicle. Well, so all these wines that I brought today are the ones that got either double gold or golds. So well, congratulations. We're not even, we haven't hit the double golds yet. Dan, thoughts <laughs> on this one? The center of the Napa Valley is all for Cabernet. It's all for Cabernet. The center of the Russian River is all Pinot Noir. Anybody who's got Chardonnay in there, they're probably going to consider putting it over into Pinot. So this is really the heart of Russian River Valley, and it's it smells exactly like that. It's got a little bit of the raspberry. It's got more of the strawberry. It's got some uh, pomegranate. It's a fascinating wine, and it smells exactly like the region it's supposed to come from, and it is coming from. This is beautiful. Gorgeous wine. Yeah, Dan snuck me a glass when you weren't looking, Steve, and and I am really enjoying this as well. (laughs) You know, the grip and the finish. For the people up front in the office, Harry's drinking again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, again, we were talking about Mouthfield and that reserved Chardonnay. Well, the grip and the finish as as you're finishing up the wine and it's going into... uh, uh, mouth-watering character. Um, it really has... It's got that little toastiness to it uh, and a little bitterness. This is, this is a region of, of Russian River Valley that people don't often identify as being high quality, but it's the highest quality. Yeah. I mean, you can make wine in a cooler region of Russian River, say Freestone, but if you go any further north than this, you're getting a little too warm. This is the this is the sweet spot for Russian River Valley. Yeah, we are actually in the center of the Russian River. Absolutely, we're in the uh, dead center. Dead center. Yeah, so. I mean it's 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 feminine in a big sort of way. You know what I mean? I, I like my wines. So May not... West is what you're saying. <laughs> well, the secret to this wine is the fact that it's still available and it's a 17. A lot of 19s are already released. I know. And this wine is just beginning its life. Yeah, it's a beautiful wine. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is uh, another gold medal winner. Yeah. Are we going to move to the, uh, the we next? Because we don't want to run out of what time What was the here. price point on this wine? Uh, it's for, I believe this one's 47 retail. Well, that's a bargain. I'm, I'm double-checking. It might be more expensive, Dan. I'm, Not, I, might, I might have just raised the price. It should be. <laughs> it should be more expensive. <laughs> might be a price well, change on that one. $200 a bottle yes. as of tonight. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm a kidder. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Scott's pouring our Block 21 Cabernet. Um, so... Tom, as you mentioned, you know, Geyser Peak and I think those original, well, Alexander Valley in general um, is really getting some um, notoriety for Cabernet, right? I mean, and this has been a a long time coming that um, this is recognized as kind of the premier varietal in Alexander Valley. But that goes back to Geyser Peak days, too. Um, This is a wow. Thank you. I mean... This is my wheelhouse here, Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Oof. You know, we hired him as a Russian River Valley guy, and he's not. <laughs> he's an everything guy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, I mean, when you poured this for me, my eyes lit up. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. And I'll just throw in, the color is gorgeous. I was well, just about to say that, but I, uh, 
you generally comment on the color, yeah. and I let you do that, and you just did. And yeah. you're right, though. First I, thing I, I that jumped at out at me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's midnight purple. It's uh, That's killer. Oh, my God. Woo. God. What's the vintage? 2017. 17. Uh, we call it our Block 21 because the cab wow. comes from a single block selection on our Cloverdale. That's, that's impressive. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't want to interrupt. I'm <laughs> Go on. I'm going to go out and have a cigarette. <laughs> Here, Tom. Yeah. First one's free. How do you know you even have lungs? Have you ever seen them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The structure of this wine is gorgeous. Well, wow, this this is this is our best example of Cabernet, and this yeah. is a, a single clone, single block, in the our most northern vineyard in um, Alexander Valley. So it's up. We call it Cloverdale Ranch. It, it is a Cloverdale Ranch, and um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful block. And um, back when I started with Trioni, you know, we did some trials with different blocks, and this one came out. On top every time. Is so, this on the western edge of that Appalachian? It's on the eastern East. edge. It's eastern. Edge. Is it it's, so? It's, it's north facing. Uh, it's no, no, no. It's um, it's east to west, right? Yeah, yeah. It it's yeah, on it's the eastern side right? of the valley, way away from the from the river. So it's it's cool it's, climate because it's got that beautiful cool climate aroma to it. Well, it's, it's this, warm, but it's this it's, is the uh, east end of that vineyard yeah. property. So whoever, it goes whoever, just as it's whoever made the decision to harvest when they did, they did the right thing. That's the perfect thing. I think he's well, sitting right you, here. I think he's sitting right here. <laughs> and we're not related. We're not related. <laughs> and I don't see money exchanging hands. No. We will well, not later, yet. though. Not yet. <laughs> that's that's pretty wild. Wow, is this? I mean, wow, man. Is this double gold. This got a double gold. Yeah, I can. This see got why. a double gold. Yeah. Oof. Tell so us again what it is right. and and what it would run. Yeah. So that's it is. Uh, did you want the varietal breakdown, Harry? What did you? Whatever the folks need to know to go sure. buy a bottle. Oh, good. Okay. Well, then they should just know it's sixty nine dollars, <laughs> and that is a steal of a deal. Honestly, it gets two years in barrel, usually two more uh, years of bottle age. So um, it shows really, really well. When by the time we release it, it, it's ready to drink. But it also lays down really well. I mean, I just yeah, we're still drinking the 2005. Yes, which is yeah. the first vintage. Well, yes, yeah. and Dan Lay It Down Burger will uh, <laughs> keep it for another well, 40 years. When he <laughs> when he said that, Dan shook his fist in the air. I saw like, that. Hooray! <laughs> you know, Scott and Denise, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> Let you know. Wow. I have, a, I have about half a bottle here. You can have happy birthday. <laughs> Steve says no. You don't. <laughs> Wow! This no, you don't. Not anymore. Really Very impressive one. Wow. Okay, we get time for one more. Okay. I'll I'll speed you through this as Scott's pouring it. Um, this is our Flat Ridge Zinfandel. This is my dad's pet wine. Um, it is a sportsman ranch that straddles um, Sonoma County and Mendocino County lines. It is, by all intents and purposes, Rockpile, Rockpile Peak, Rockpile Road, and Rockpile Creek are on our property, but we're not in Rockpile. Don't call us Rockpile. We'll get in trouble. Um, and so it is uh, like a eight-acre planting of Zinfandel, and it's beautiful. It's on a, uh, a flat ridge that is a sheep ranch now. Um, you've got views of the ocean, but it's, you know, um, I'll let you describe it. It's... You know, I don't fancy myself as in drinker, and I love this wine. 
Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I love this wine. It really is. It's got that warm right off the the blackberry vine. Uh, I hate to be thing. yeah. I hate to butt in, but it, this got a double gold as well. Uh huh. So <laughs> well, and this and, is this is Mark Trioni's uh, favorite, and it, this is the project that he started that we did. And I called Carol Shelton and said, "What would you do if you had a blank sheet of paper?" And she said, "Plant um, St. Peter's Church." On St. George Rootstock, and that's what we did. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's okay. lovely. You went to the source. I went to the source and with she Zinfandel. did you well. She did. It's trionywinery.com. Scott Covington, the winemaker there, and Denise Trioni. Such a pleasure to have you both back with us, and I appreciate that. Every California wine country is available on podcasts. Go to calwinecountry.com. Thanks to Scott Covington and Denise Trioni, and thanks, as always, to you, Tom Simino, and thanks to Dan Berger. All right? 